Hi, this is Kylie, and you're listening to episode 48 of Fix Her Up. If this is your first time listening to me, thank you. I hope I can keep you company. If you've listened to other episodes and have decided to come back again, thank you. You are keeping me company. And I mean that, especially on this cold, cold night. I am recording in Chicago and we are in the middle of a tundra. And that means it's really cold. (laughs) Okay, so for this episode, I'm kind of just going to talk a little bit about what's been going on in my head lately. So here we go. I'm going to dive right in. No judging, please. (laughs) Do you ever find yourself just trucking along? Things are starting to finally calm down. So you begin to feel like you can go back to something you previously focused on, or maybe someone that you'd like to focus on some more. Then all of a sudden, you're thrown for a bit of a loop, and it totally messes with your head. And then this new train of thought that has thrown you for a loop leads you into an aha moment, which in turn changes your perspective about maybe your whole life. And then you're left with, oh my God. Does this explain everything? Okay, no, that might be too broad. It's more like, has this contributed negatively for a long time? What does this even mean? You know, have you ever had those thoughts? Okay, so let me put this into a little context for you. And maybe somebody can tell me if it makes any sense. If you remember from the love letter episode, which I think was episode 45, There's someone I'm really digging right now and somebody I want to get to know better. I want to see if we can take this further. I think he's on the same page as me. For the most part, I think he's on the same page as me. Most of the time, I'm fairly confident in myself and what I have to offer somebody else. I know what I bring to the table, you know, and it's good stuff. Sometimes though, just like everybody else, I have my doubts, my deep-seated fears, about stuff. At those times, I generally look for signs of encouragement from the other side. You know, small things that maybe could be reassurance that they're still interested. And sometimes these signs of encouragement aren't in the way that I want them. And then my head starts to spiral a little bit. So you kind of start to doubt, right? And I was starting to doubt some things recently, and I was feeling a little bit breadcrumbed. So of course, my mind instantly goes to what have I done? I think I've touched upon this before, like it's ingrained in me that I must be the problem. What can I do to fix the situation so that he likes me again, right? And I know that a lot of that stems from my mom's own insecurities that she passed along to her daughter, and also the abused kid internalizing things for security, control, sense of belonging, all of the above. Anyways, so my head is full of doubts and these negative thoughts about stuff. And then I hear something and I'm convinced that something else is going on that I don't know about, but then I get totally jealous. And I don't like being jealous because I feel like it's a lower emotion. (laughs) I don't know if that sounds ridiculous or not, but... I just don't like to be jealous because I know for the most part, you know, what I bring to the table. So I just don't see the point of being jealous, but sometimes you just can't help it, right? So here I was doubting, jealous, 
feeling totally off kilter about all of it, right? So I decide to go to bed and go to sleep. Maybe not the best mindset to go to sleep in. (laughs) But, you know, I worked myself up into a tizzy and I was like, okay, I'm going to go to sleep because it's late. So I go to sleep. All the stuff is swirling in my head. I wake up and the next morning, the first thought that pops into my head is, oh my God, do I have anxious attachment style? Is that what's going on here? If I do, has this affected all of my adult relationships for my whole life? What is anxious attachment style? I'm not even sure what it is exactly. And, and I haven't really done a lot of research. So I make a note to myself to talk to Sue about it the next time I have a session with her. Okay, fast forward three days, maybe four days. I can't add <laughs> right now. <laughs> I talked to Sue about it briefly. And she's like, why do you feel this way? So I explain the sequence of events leading up to my aha moment. She's like, this doesn't sound like your normal reaction to things. Is there something else going on? Are you anxious or maybe disappointed? To which I promptly responded, oh, I don't know. (laughs) Probably a little bit of both. And also my emotions are heightened due to stress and heightened due to perimenopause. So yes, yes, I am all of those things. So she and I left it that she was going to send me some info about what anxious attachment style is so I could learn some more about it and then see if the proverbial shoe fits, right? So that leads me to reading it with you because I haven't actually read her email yet. (laughs) So I actually have it kind of uh, teed up in my email. So I'm just going to, I wonder if I can make this bigger. I probably can. Oh, that didn't make it any bigger. That sucked. That made it smaller. (laughs) Okay, hold on. Okay, that made it bigger. Okay, so she sent me the stuff about anxious, preoccupied attachment. I guess that's technically what it's called. And we're going to go through this little um, exercise and we're going to see if maybe I have it or maybe I don't. Okay, what are the traits of anxious, preoccupied attachment in adults? It may not be easy to spot an anxious, preoccupied attachment style in adults. Some of the key traits of this attachment style include Constant need for closeness and intimacy. Eh, I mean, no, not constantly. Negative self-worth. Sometimes. Overly dependent in relationships. No. Constant fear of rejection. Sometimes. Fear of being abandoned. Yes, of course. (laughs) I feel like that's a given. Problems with trusting others. Definitely a given. Constant need to please others. Uh, eh, sometimes. Needing constant reassurance. Okay, yeah, when I'm having my doubts, for sure. Hypersensitivity to others' actions and needs. Uh, I guess it depends on the person. Search for external validation. No, no, I'm okay with that one. Maybe highly emotional. No, I'm okay with that one. Lack impulse control. No, I'm okay with that one. Can be unpredictable and moody. Yeah, I think I'm okay with that one too. So there's the things. Key traits. Constant need for closeness and intimacy. Negative self-worth. Overly dependent in relationships. 
constant fear of rejection, fear of being abandoned, problems with trusting others, constant need to please others, needing constant reassurance, hypersensitivity to others' actions and needs, search for external validation, might be highly emotional, lack impulse control, and can be unpredictable and moody. That's a lot of traits. Further says, anxious, preoccupied adults may have issues with regulating their emotions. They may show more intense reactions to perceived threats, see situations as more threatening than they are, and experience more distress. They may seek support through indirect ways such as crying. Thus, adults who have anxious, preoccupied attachment may be at an increased risk of developing anxiety disorders such as generalized anxiety disorder and panic disorder. Those who suffer from panic attacks often have a history of childhood separation anxiety. The sudden arousal of social separation can result in panic attacks. Okay, I don't, I'm not prone to panic attacks. I'm not prone to anxiety. I'm not prone to crying for attention, like at all. Um, okay, let's see. Um, causes, inconsistent parenting. Yeah, we all know how that goes. It says it's often a result of the parenting by the caregivers as a child. Wow. Emotional distance. Okay, I had that for sure. So I definitely had the parenting inconsistency. I had the emotional caregiver who was emotionally distant and neglectful. Intrusive parenting. Uh, intrusive intention to their child. Poor boundaries. Overbearing. Smothered by the caregiver. Don't give enough room to grow. Mirroring the child. Or if, let's see, I don't think I have that really. Let's see. And then there's caregiver's emotional hunger. Uh, yeah. Caregivers seek emotional or physical closeness with the child for the purpose of satisfying their own needs. This is known as f- fulfilling their emotional hunger. Okay. Let's see. Anxious, preoccupied caregivers. If the child has an anxious, preoccupied attachment style, it is likely that the caregiver also has had this attachment style. It's not genetic, usually rather a continuation of behavior that are being repeated through generations. Oh, okay. Okay, what are relationships with anxious, preoccupied people like? This is a really long thing. Okay, wait. Clingy, worried about the relationship, emotional ups and downs, conflicts. Okay, understanding your attachment style. It's useful to educate yourself on the different attachment styles. Consider how you behave in relationships with others and how your relationship was with your primary caregiver as a child. Practice self-awareness. Try to notice when you have automatic responses to negativity. If your partner tells you they want to do an activity alone, do you automatically believe that they're pulling away from you? No, I'm okay with that usually. Do you become jealous and possessive the partner spend times with somebody else? No. So I don't think I have this attachment style, but learn healthy communication skills. I think that was probably applicable no matter what attachment style you have. But it's a nice reminder. Practice communicating in a manner which clearly expresses your needs in a healthy, non-confrontational way. In this way, there should be fewer misunderstandings and you could build a stronger relationship with your partner. Yes. If it was only that easy. Externalize your feelings. Externalizing your feelings means to take your thoughts and emotions and put them into something meaningful and healthy. Art, movement, music, keeping a journal. Reparent your inner child. 
reparenting yourself allows you to love, support, and show kindness to yourself that you may have missed out on as a child. Well, that's nice. Okay. Yeah. If anybody wants this information, I'd be glad to forward it to them. But so that's some of it. So I don't think I have anxious attachment style, actually. I think maybe I was just feeling a little anxious, right? So the day after I went, oh my God, do I have anxious attachment style? The next day I actually woke up and the first thing that went through my head was, it'll be okay, Kylie, don't even worry about it. (laughs) So I must have crossed some threshold in my dream or something, you know? Um, Yeah. So it was just very much like I had like a day and a half of not normal Kylie reactions, which is totally fine and totally cool. And I gave myself the space to figure it out and to think about it. Um, I probably journaled at some point during that day. And then I reached out and got some help and asked some advice, you know. So that's good. That's all good. I don't know if, uh, if that's common or uncommon. It's common for me, you know. What do you guys think? Does it make sense? Do you know somebody who's had anxious attachment style? Have you ever done any of the research into any of the attachment styles? Because I think they're fairly new, aren't they? Like, I want to say Dr. Laura, is that right? I'm not even sure. I could just Google it. My computer's right in front of me. But um, I think Dr. Laura, maybe, maybe I'm wrong. But um, yeah, that's definitely interesting. And it's interesting to think about. Like, it's, you know, I'm always trying to figure out things so I can apply different strategies and have a more successful relationship or just be, you know, a more compassionate human. That's probably just as valuable as having a more successful relationship. Or maybe it'll help me have a more successful relationship with myself, right? I mean, because that's valuable too. Anyways, that's it. Thank you so much for listening to episode 48 of Fix Her Up. I hope you learned a little something about anxious attachment style and maybe it can help you too. If you like this episode, please smash the like button, follow me, tell your friends, or write me a review. If you'd like to get a hold of me, I can be reached at fixherup01 at gmail.com or 773-236-1112. My socials are mkylieg or fix.her.up. My website is www.fixherup.net. If you'd like to contribute to Kylie's coffee consumption, please do so at buymeacoffee.com forward slash fixherup01k for Kylie. I'd really appreciate it. I would like to give a huge shout out to Auntie Bay, who bought me some coffees last week. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I I do greatly appreciate it. It's very sweet of you to do. And um, yeah, I kind of like to dedicate this episode to my friend Peter, who passed away the other day. It's a cold, cold world out there sometimes. Peter was a good kid. He was a good guy my iconic memories from my 20s involved Peter. And yeah, so I'm very glad he was my friend. So that's it. Take care. Papich. See you in a couple weeks.